0: This program is brought to you by Pussy Magnets. Oh,
1: hey! Welcome, 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 my lovely lumps. Or should I say, lovely labs? I don't know, they're both good. I'm so thrilled to have you here in the Labia Lounge to yarn about all things sexuality, womanhood, holistic health, and everything in between. Your legs. Oh. oh, cringe. I couldn't help myself. Anyway, I am your host, Freya Graf, and I am a holistic sex coach and educator and yoni mapping therapist. So basically... I make my living massaging vaginas and teaching people about sex. Yeah, pretty cool. (laughs) So as you can imagine, we are going to have vag loads of real chats with real people about real shit. So buckle up. You're about to receive the sex ed that you'd never had and have a bloody good laugh while you're at it. Before we get stuck in though, I would like to respectfully acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I'm recording this podcast, the Manang people. It's an absolute privilege to be living and creating dope podcast content on Noongar country and I pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging. Now, if y'all are ready, let's flap and do this. (laughs) Oh is there such thing as having too many vagina jokes in the one intro? Whatever. I'm leaving it in. It's my podcast. Don't panic, you're not broken. Your sex education was a piece of shit. Get your flaps out and pull up the couch. She's the lady allowed. What's happening, you labial ledge babes? Uh, You're in for a bloody treat today. I can tell you that because I have got my dear friend and my ex-partner, Actually, that sounded confusing. It's not two people. I've got my dear friend and ex-partner, Max Sabatini. All rolled in into lunch one. With, with us today. Yeah, <laughs> rolled into one. Um, lots of bang for your buck. Uh, um, and we're going to go head-to-head with our best TMI stories in a battle royale of gross, h- gross, hilarious, and taboo storytelling. Um, and I couldn't resist calling it the battle of the exes because Max and I used to date and had a few golden years back in the day of banging it out and being in love and playing in bands together and experimenting with the poly lifestyle in Melbourne in our 20s, um, it was a pretty huge time for both of us in a lot of ways and we learnt and grew a lot uh, but are now thankfully back to being tight as ever and deliciously platonic. Um, and <laughs> Max is also the creative genius who made the Lady Allowance jingle for me and all the silly little sound bites for my segments. So I'm just so stoked with all that. And, um, yeah, like. Another thing is that is about to embark on this this project that I've hatched um, of making me an actual life-size labia lounge pussy couch, um, which I plan on touring around with and recording live labia lounge sessions and all that sort of jazz. So I haven't actually talked about that yet, but Max is also going to be behind that. So pretty pretty fucking dope. I'm very grateful for this human who supports me and supports my dreams like this in such a valuable way and a practical way. Um, and so I thought it was pretty fitting that, yeah, this OG labial legend who's always been my number one fan and just so supportive of me, you know, I'm, I'm, I think it's fitting that he's joining me on the potty today. So welcome, Max. Love your work. Happy you're here. Thank
0: you. Thank you. Haven't you done well <laughs> for yourself too? What do they say about a man is like a tiled floor. You lay it right once, and you can walk all over it for the rest of your life. <laughs> is that completely horrible? No, I'm. I, I, I do the jingles. I do the jingles to be. Oh my god! I almost just want to fucking cut it right there. <laughs> let's, let's start no, again. I love that. The I, the, the, no the opening joke no. straight out the gate is just no. My absolute pleasure. I love I love being a part of it. I love this. I love this vision. That's just so much of, uh, so much of you. Everything, everything that I knew back in the day rolled into a podcast and a, a professional, an amazing <laughs> career. A happy! I, I love being a part of it. So thank you for having me. Oh,
1: thank you! Oh, got the warm and fuzzies, yeah. and also the icks because that joke. Like, wow! I've actually never heard <laughs> that one. So, um. <laughs> well done.
0: It's well pretty, done. It's pretty terrible. <laughs>
1: It's pretty terrible, but that's that's okay. I feel like it's, yeah, it's on brand with just being like informal and weird. Um, So, all right. Um, So, to give a bit of context, um, if you haven't listened to The Potty before, I always have a segment in each episode of um, the Labia Lounge that's called TMI, We Love It, and that's where I ask listeners for a story that, you know, would usually be considered unfit for public conversation. Um, But... Yeah, I, we're doing this whole episode um, of that action today, and we're going to like spar back and forth with our stories and some that listeners have sent in as well to share, so I'm pretty pumped about that, um, and a little rundown on why I feel this segment is really important and why the concept of TMI is bullshit. Um, feel like having all these topics around you know like sex bodies periods genitals womanhood intimacy poo um having them all as off limits and not acceptable to talk about in our society perpetuates an environment where we don't feel comfortable to talk openly about these things and therefore don't get the opportunity to learn from our peers or to hear about other people's experiences um and realize that we're not alone and we're not broken we don't get the opportunity to seek support or swap notes um And just generally continue to grow and evolve as sexually empowered and informed people when all this shit is like super hush-hush and no one fucking talks about it. So I really believe that normalizing talking about this shit is one of the most powerful ways to start liberating ourselves uh, from these really outdated social norms where anything to do with periods or sex or, you know, dick and balls is just not okay and not acceptable to speak out loud um and I know there's already a big shift happening in this space, uh, which is fab, and the work that I do in the world and now this podcast are like my small ways of contributing to this shift. But if you want to contribute to this change that's happening as well, um, I mean, listening to this podcast is a really good place to start. And if you can, allow this to inspire you to have more conversations and open dialogues surrounding these once-taboo topics. Um you know, share this episode with a friend, leave a review for the potty um, or just spread the word about the labia lounge to your friends because that is a really valuable action that you can take to help this shift in our cultural narrative keep building momentum. Um, so, have you got anything else to add to that um, before we launch in, Max?
0: Uh, only that I wholeheartedly concur with everything you are saying. Nice. I'm keen to break the mold by exposing some gross things about about our experiences.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> fuck, I am so. Ca- oh, and another little side note: Max and I have not. Just, these stories are going to be um, the first time we've like heard them. So I've got a bunch of stories that I've written down um, and then Max has got a bunch of stories and we're just going to sort of, yeah, react in real time to one another's stories. So <laughs> I, I actually have no idea what Max has got in store. I know it's going to be pretty gross. I remember you being pretty gro- gross <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, back in the day. So I <laughs> have high expectations. A couple of my stories you. Let's say
0: uninhibited.
1: All right, let's go with that. No, that's – yeah, perfect. Sorry, I didn't mean to shame you. No, no, no. It's gross. What, what, what <laughs> word could we use instead of gross?
0: <laughs> um, liberated.
1: Mm, How's that? Nice. <laughs> Comfortable in your bud
0: <laughs> Yeah, though, I mean, to be fair, to be fair, I think that there's some things on this on this list that I have here, on my, my naughty little list, that um, – the aspect of grossness has definitely been part of the exhilaration. So, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I can't, I can't, I, get that. I can't stand, I can't stand back here and be like, how dare you call me gross when being gross is actually my intent on a lot of occasions. So, um, <laughs> yeah, do, do you, do you want to, do you want to kick it off or shall I kick it off?
1: Yeah, I, I can. Well, just as you were saying that, I'm like scribbling down on a notepad because I remembered another thing that happened like two nights ago that I could probably <laughs> use as a little quickfire story. Um, so I can kick it off with that. I also, just before I forget, I know there's like so much preamble. Bear with us, guys. It's going to be jolsey. Um, I also just want to say, like, Max and I had a bit of a preliminary convo when we we're planning this episode and we we're sending voices back and forth and we we're like, yeah, it's going to be sick, awesome, like, sex stories and stuff. And then Max pointed out that, like, we, you know, we did used to be very in love and, um, And, and maybe some of the stories that would arise about us being sexual with other people might be triggering or might, um, you know, be a bit confronting for one of us or both of us. And he was like, what, like, do you feel cool about this? Like what would happen if that, you know, did arise? And we had a convo about that. And I was just like, well, I think it's been long enough now and I think it's totally chill. But if something like that did arise, and one of us was a bit like, "Oh, dude, that fucking cuts a bit, or that stings, or oh, I don't really want to know that." Um, then we could just, you know, we could just chat about that on air and work through that, and that would also be fine. Um, I think it's, I think it's totally chill. Like we're very over each other, so it's probably not going to be an issue. But it was, it was an important thing to like sort of flag before we recorded. So I just wanted to let you in on that.
0: <laughs> hm.
1: Sweet. Well. My story that just popped into my head. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm gonna play the TMI um, soundbite first, though, just to like really get good. in them, get in the mood. TMI
0: will we love it. TMI will be love- <laughs> that's so stupid. <laughs> so good. You T-M- made it. we love it. <laughs> <laughs> T.M.A.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm into it. I, I think that's some of your best work. All right, shut up. So my first story, it's just a little baby. It's just a warm-up. It's just a taster. But basically the other night I was at um, Locke and I were at a party, got my Tarago with the futon in the back um, to sleep in, and I'd gone to bed. And um and I like really annoyingly had to wee like three fucking times. It was so dumb. I think I drank heaps of water. Um, and I, I had to like get out of the car to pee each time. And it was we were all kind of camping out, and but there was a fire quite close to my car where people were sitting around it and I didn't want to like get out of the car on that side because they would see me wing. um so I'd have to like climb over into the front seat and then get out on the other side and it was very annoying and that happened twice and then the third time I was like fuck this it's 4 a.m like this is dumb where's my piss jar couldn't find it so I had an empty soda stream <laughs> bottle and I was like, ooh, that is a <laughs> narrow opening and it is dark, but I'm going to just. And I was like, oof, it's optimistic, it's ambitious, but I think I've got this. I know where my urethra is. I fucking, I've got this. I'll just really kind of clamp it around my pee hole so that it just has to go in and then anyway I had to kind of like talk myself into weeing because it feels quite unnatural when you're like squatting inside the back of your car over all of your bedding <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> high risk and it's dark <laughs> yeah high stakes. it was um and and I went for it and I finally like Coaxed my my body into starting to wee, and I was like, "Wing," and then I realized um, that I guess the edge of the Soda Stream bottle must have like I was sleepy and it was dark, and I obviously just didn't nail it, um, <laughs> <laughs> and it must have been like kind of half over my pee hole, so half of it was going in the bottle, and the other half was going down the side of the bottle, all over my doona and my trackies, <laughs> and um, and I had to like, stop midstream, and I was like. <laughs> And um and yeah, like I had to just turf those trackies into the front seat, and then every time I had to get up to pee twice more, um, and get out of the car with no pants on and just do it. Uh, massive bummer. Anyway, that's my first story. That's great.
0: Yeah, I love a good urine story. I was thinking about wheeling out some of my urine stories. Um, okay. maybe I'll just give you a quick I'll give you a quick little um, rebuttal on your urine story just for the in the interest of TMI I'm going, <laughs> to, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna kick things up a notch because um, your story involved your your story involved um, you know urine getting places um, against your intentions but my story involves <laughs> urine used in a very intentional fashion uh, <laughs> so you may recall years ago, or you may have deliberately forgotten. Um, <laughs> I, I, you, like you, you in the depths of your research and all these different fields that are so close to you in terms of, like, you know, biology and sexuality and like and and all these things. I had so much faith in in what you were teaching yourself that <laughs> you could pretty much say something offhand. And i would be like, I've got to write that down. I've got to remember that. I've got to live by that. Um, and um,
1: oh, I know what this is. There
0: was this, uh, <laughs> 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 and so at some point, you know, uh, you'd 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 said something about, um, you know, you might have just been flipping through a book, or I don't know where you picked up this information, but you you said um, you were saying how you could use urine to wash your hair. And I, and I was like, really? And like, and this, this, yeah. And this, <laughs> this, this, this sense of authority that you'd speak with and I'll be like, okay, all right. And like, you know, I was always having issues with my hair of like, you know, it's either always too like fluffy and kind of stupid looking, or it's like too kind of flat and greasy. And, uh, and it seemed like this urine thing could be a way of, um, weaning myself off you know, traditional kind of shampoo and conditioner, and getting to a healthier balance with my hair. And so, yeah, I mean, okay, you're looking, you're looking very unsurprised by this, by this, uh, this information. But yeah, I washed my hair with urine for it must have been like at least a year or something, which, which as well just meant developing this completely different relationship with my piss, where it used to be <laughs> this is a waste product, and now it has useful properties. And so I had a jar, I had a jar in the shower and, uh, you know, I'd fill it up. Sometimes it was a matter of timing where I'd be like, well, I'm going to have a shower at about half hour, but I need to piss now. And I want to make sure I've got some piss. So I'll just go piss in my piss jar and stand it up in the shower and have it there ready to go for when it's time to wash my hair, which only makes sense. But when you start storing your own urine for later use, something feels a bit off about it. But I was into that. I was like, this is fucking weird. You know, got a kick out of telling people what I was doing and kind of insinuating that my hair was becoming lighter because of the ammonia or...
1: (laughs) Head science, total head science.
0: But it also, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, totally. (laughs) But head science, if you think about it, head science really is the first step in the scientific process. It's hypothesizing. So, Indeed. I, and then I attempted to experiment and I, I'm not sure I really have any proper conclusions that, you know, they're at least not publishable. They're maybe worth speaking about here. Um, and yeah, and so like I developed a different kind of relationship with my piss that like led to me on a couple of occasions just sort of like, okay, exploratory sip. And it just tastes so much uh-huh. like some kind of unsweetened Gatorade. Like, it's got that electrolyte kind of flavour to it. I'm just like, you know, I wouldn't guzzle the stuff, but, like, you know, this is kind of, you know, at least in the interests of biofeedback or something, I can justify uh-huh. a small sip. And, uh, and now totally. I find it so much less offensive, you know. It's just fucking piss. It's fine.
1: It's just <laughs> piss. It's like, um, it's sterile. And also, I, I hate to break to you, but... I don't think you remember the part of the story where, like, you got that from me because I was washing my hair in piss. <laughs> so, um,
0: oh, I, so I know all
1: about, about that. No, but I'd forgotten about that. I, that wasn't even on my list. I love this. And the fucking, like, mm-hmm. the logistics of it, like, because you'd wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, well, I've got the most piss to work with for that, like, first pee for the day. But I don't want to have a shower yet because I'm going to do some yoga. So you pierce and then you store it for later. And the worst bit about that is that when you pour it on your head later, it's cold. Whereas yes. You pierce straight in there and then you pour it on and it's warm. It's like that's not too bad. But, like, it also starts smelling worse after you leave it in a jar. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I think it's meant to be good for your skin. you're meant to be able to do things like ural therapy and like drinking it does give you that like bio feedback and whatever whatever. I don't know how much science there is, but I'm open to it i I haven't done anything mm-hmm. like that for quite some time, but um you know it's meant to help with like dandruff and eczema, and I don't wash my hair with shampoo either, so like i totally I was all for the um the alternative. <laughs> the no poo the, the pro we <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and there's something
0: i think there's something very like it really appeals to the um to the to the mitigation of waste and like the like the recycling of anything useful you know like you can get into this thing i definitely got into this headspace with it where I. Like, I I was almost obsessed with these different aspects of like what made it so great. It's like the fact that it was a bit left of field and maybe a little bit offensive definitely appealed to me. The fact that it was, it was turning something that would ordinarily be considered waste into something useful that appealed to me as well. And I think it actually, like, my hair was looking good. Like, my hair was just normal. Like, it reached a level of just, it looked like soft and silky. Yeah, that's it. p
1: yeah. equilibrium. Yeah, totally. <laughs> p equilibrium. We equilibrium. Oh my god, so much potential. We, we should bottle yeah. that shit and market it. I um I used to revel in the the fact that like so many people ask me um. What do you like? Oh my God, your hair, you've got amazing hair, your curls. What do you do? What do you use? Thinking I'm going to just engage in, <laughs> you know, the usual girly conversation of like, oh my God, I like put this. Some no, no, boss. I don't use anything. I boost. would just be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, I piss in it and I don't wash it. Like, that's that's my regime. And they thought I was fucking with them most of the time and then I would feel a little bit bad because they thought I was, like, taking the piss out of them. But I was like, no, like, honestly, just get with the program. Like, you don't need to use all these fucking chemical-filled products. Just piss in it, have a healthy diet. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, we should probably move on from – um from this that's wow that gave us a bit to chew on though Hey, babe towns. So sorry to interrupt, but I simply had to pop my head into the lounge here and mention another virtual lounge that you've seriously got to get around. It's the Labia Lounge Facebook group that I've created for listeners of the potty to mingle in, and there you'll find extra bits and bobs like freebies or discounts for offerings from guests who've been interviewed on the podcast, inspiring and valuable content, thought-provoking conversations, and just general support from a community of labial legends. It's a safe, non-judgmental space where you can go to ask the questions that you can't ask anywhere else, seek advice or solidarity from other like-minded folk, tell stories that are usually too much for the average conversation, and also play a role in shaping the podcast with your input. So through this group, you can submit stories that you'd like me to read out for the TMI, Stand in My Clam, and Get Pregnant and Die segments. Um, and as well, you, know, you can send in questions or topics that you would like covered on the potty. I'm always open to suggestions and input, and you never know, you might hear your story on an episode. So my vision for the group is that it becomes a really rewarding, supportive, educational, and hilarious resource for you to access and be a part of. So head over to the link in the show notes or just search up the Labia Lounge group on the old facey, and I hope I see you in there. And now, back to the episode. Um... Mm. Whose turn is it? I don't even know. Do you have more urine stories or should we space them out? (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) um, (laughs) hmm. No, I don't think I have any other urine stories I want to bring up right now. See, um, I think we (laughs) talked about this in the lead up to the podcast, but there's – there's a lot of things I could say, but that I'm apprehensive to say because I don't want to tell a story that's a shared story of mine and someone else's. Um. I don't want to. I don't want to incriminate or embarrass anybody who isn't putting their hand up to be embarrassed, like we are. So know. I think that that's yeah. just about as far as I can go with the urine stories. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Okay. So needless to say you have more but you're holding them out Hold, holding them out on it. That's really, really valid and I also <laughs> have to make sure Lockie was okay with me sharing certain stories. And um and there were definitely some that he was like, Nope, no, thank you. Don't want that to be <laughs> <laughs> Um I've got I've got a little funny one that a, a listener sent in that's on the uh, the the urine front, just a little quick fire. Where is it? All right, She wrote to me, in high school, I was at a party, pretty drunk, snuck off with my boyfriend at the time, and I fucking love this, and he was giving me a little fingering action behind the shed or whatever, and because I was really drunk, I did a little wee by accident, and he asked me if I squirted, so I just went along with it. (laughs)
0: <laughs> there
1: you go, girl. <laughs> nice save. <laughs> yeah. I read that one out to Loki, and he was See, like, Oh, that dude would be so crushed if he found out.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not because it was we, but because, like, I think guys just feel so accomplished if they make someone squirt. You know, it's become so, like, pedestalized. This whole, like, Oh, yeah, mate, I made a squirt. I'm a fucking stud. You know?
0: <laughs> it's the height of pleasuring in Evolver. Yeah. Yeah, and see, that's a good one too because it normalizes a little bit of pee coming out sometimes, and also, you know, anyone anyone with a vulva out there who um, who who might find themselves in that situation now they know what to say. I just came exactly. a bunch, like you're so incredible. Yeah,
1: <laughs> totally. I'm I'm a master of my instrument, and I just fucked squirted. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, cool. What else you got?
0: (laughs) I feel like a good kind of lateral move from all this talk of, um, of urine is probably, um, to talk about, uh, my relationship with my own cum.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
0: Yeah. Which is actually, this is, this is another thing. This is another one of those things that like, you said it like offhand, Oh, actually, I think maybe you were slightly more than offhand. I think you were kind of like talking about like all the all the benefits, all the stuff you can do with cum, and um, and I don't expect shock you as this one because I know I know that you get around it. You um, you're you're partial to the odd uh, clay and cum mask and whatnot, but I think yeah, you you said to me one time you were talking about. Uh, and this, this might pertain to a kind of sacred sexuality thing that like might not be as much your bag these days as it was then. But it was just to do with, um with the actual, and this is, this is, it's got to be like five or six years ago now. So it's, it's probably the information is probably slightly foggy for me. Um I feel like I, I took away the essence of it, which was that don't spurt your cum into a tissue or a sock or like, you know, onto the ground or like whatever else. Don't spill your seed on the ground. Use it for something. Um, and so <laughs> I, I haven't every, every time I've ejaculated in the last, uh, could be like four or five years, um, with the exception of times where like the cum goes somewhere that I can't get to it, um, you know. Be it like with someone else, or it kind of, you know, the way that I'm masturbating means that I can't access it. If I'm just having it, if I'm having a standard ejac, I've eaten the cum every time. <laughs> I've like I often wonder, like how many liters of my own cum have I consumed? <laughs> and it's actually, it's like it's it's exactly the same thing as with the piss. It's like at first it was this thing that I was like. This is like this 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 is so kind of left of field that I'm so drawn to it. It was always this like this this like uh repulsion and attraction somehow <laughs> somehow working together to get me to do this thing. And now I can't I can't even it just feels so wasteful to me to just like put it somewhere else. I don't even know like there must be like some some protein in there, some like some minerals, the this, this zinc in there.
1: 50% of your daily um, zinc requirements in one hot load.
0: It's got how much,
1: sorry? 50% of your daily zinc in in one E-jack. <laughs> so I think you're on the money. There you Not go. Not to mention all that fucking cheese there you go. and life force.
0: <laughs> mm, yummy. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> um, yeah, and the thing about it too is that it it actually like w- once, you, once you kind of – you know, come to understand the, like the, the subtle flavor profile of your own cum, then you can actually tell sort of what's going on. Like I can, Mm -hmm. I can, I can taste the quality of my diet. I can, I can recognize, Uh and usually it's not news exactly. It's like, it's like, oh yeah, I can taste that. I've been like, you know, things have been fairly plant based, and like I've had, I've been eating lots of fruit or whatever. Like, I can taste these things coming back to me. And um, mm. it's just, it's just one of the, it's just one of the many loose ways that I justify such behavior. Okay. And so that,
1: Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> what does it taste like when you've had like a big night on the pierce? Is it just like, oh, I did a mischief to myself. My, ta- my cum tastes horrible today or like, What are we talking?
0: um, Probably the simplest way to describe it is like uh, on a spectrum of of sweetness to bitterness, you Mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. like like poor diet and sort of, you know, like toxins, like however they've gotten into my body through drinking or like, um, you know, eating stodgy food, eating like uh, eating meat and dairy, especially dairy, like those things come back. Um, mm. and yeah, and, 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 mostly it's in like a, it's in a sort of, it, 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 it's, it's as bitterness. Um,
1: right. Wow.
0: But then, yeah, but then like plant-based, lots of fruit, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure you know all about that. Like pineapple, it makes you, cause it's so high in fructose or whatever, or whatever's mm. going on there. Like it does come back in the cum. The proof is in the cum.
1: Wow. <laughs> 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 oh, my God, that's epic. I had no idea you were, like, a regular cum eater now. I thought you'd tried it, like, once or twice. Um, but you've probably, like, sucked back more cum than I have. Seriously, like,
0: I think, wow. I think it's pretty likely that I've, that I've probably guzzled more cum than most people who engage intimately with penises because I've got access to it every day and, like, <laughs> yeah, and and... I can do it. I can, I can make it happen whenever I want. Um, which is something that you can't generally do if someone else is involved. They probably have other things to do than just yeah, kind of wow. have you eat their cum all day. Yeah. And it's, it's funny too. Cause once I got into that place of, um, of it went from being something that I was kind of weirdly making myself do, uh, into something that I, I developed this, like, I must do this kind of thing that there'd be, uh, there'd be times, not so much, not so much these days, but back when I was first beginning to do it, you know, uh, or, or maybe sort of maybe more like three years ago, where I'd be with someone and, um, and like, and when I would finish, I would pull out and then there would be like my cum would be on them. And then, almost almost like I'd lost control of my body and I was doing something completely <laughs> against my will I'd just be like all right just slurp, slurp. <laughs> <laughs> get in there and like slurp it up and then just be like you could be forgiven for uh, being disgusted and horrified right now and I think um, yeah I think maybe I was lucky that I was never with anyone who was squeamish. <laughs> who just yeah who just couldn't get it and like maybe in some ways that's a, that's sort of a good barometer for um for you know um for gauging uh someone's someone's uh compatibility with me in the sack are you prepared to watch mm. me guzzle my own cum off your stomach <laughs> no then maybe maybe i'm not the one for you <laughs> because it's going to happen <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a compulsion at this point and I need my daily zinc, okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's great. You would make a good pair with um, – actually, you would make a terrible pair with there's, – there's this beautiful um, woman, Chloe – Chloe, who came on my podcast, we talked about like being single and dating in your, in your late twenties and early thirties. And, and her TMI story was like that she fucking loves copping cum in the face and like guzzling it up. And she's just like really looking for that you know we we had this whole thing where we're like all right we're gonna fucking because the episode was on dating and being single and she's like i want to find my person you know and i was like well we're gonna find that cum lord for you like we're gonna find a special guy who's just got heaps of cum to just spurt all <laughs> over your face and um i was going to say maybe you'd make a great pair but actually it would be just so bad It'd Next. be like both of you <laughs> liking the fucking soggy chips you know like not complimented, you would smack it back before she even had a chance
0: <laughs> yeah totally i'd be jealously defending my cum she'd be like Come on have just to go Harvey's. and i'd be like no <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's all for me it's mine <laughs> oh that was a good one um Whoa, I don't even know how to follow that. Fuck. Um although I did think of a story a story. It's another urine one, I promise I have others, but it was just really topical because <laughs> I was like taking a sip of my tea and we were like, you know, talking about about urine and um and actually during the recording of an episode of this very podcast, um I was sitting at my desk and it was a really long one. It was going for ages, which I love. Um I love the long form. But um I'd just drunk too much tea and I was basting. And it was with um it was an episode about menstrual health with Gemma Lee. And I've never met her. Like you know, it was a pretty like, oh, this is lovely, I'm in my professional space. Um, but then I totally just desperately needed to wee, and she was on a roll talking and I didn't want to interrupt. So I, and, and I didn't have video going. So I just got my like empty tea mug and I like kind of ducked down below the table and like (laughs) swung it over and like pissed in it And like while she was talking in my headphones and we're still recording i was secretly (laughs) pissing in a mug and like it got so full that i was like oh no i'm still weeing and this mug is about to overflow like this is not good anyway i was really worried i was gonna (laughs) knock it over for the rest of the episode but i i didn't i didn't don't worry um I sound like a fucking filthy bitch. Like I need, I need some stories <laughs> that <laughs> that um, you know, show a little bit of bladder control. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fuck. <laughs> um. <laughs> mm.
0: Yeah, hit me with one. I want to hear a good <laughs> one.
1: Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk fallatio. Let's get, move away from the urine. <laughs> um, and. This is like it's not really a funny one. It's just like I guess a a bit of a bit of an honest one, bit of a vulnerable one. Um, I used to be so fucking terrified of dicks in general, but like once I got over my fear of dicks a little bit, I was still absolutely terrified of sucking a cock, um, and like had only I think I'd maybe like licked a dick briefly. <laughs> and like i would come out in these like hot flushes and i'd get shaky and kind of a bit teary and stuff if my face was like close to a penis and if there was a like the possibility of me like attempting to put my mouth on it and like that was such a big thing for me for so many years and i remember you and i max when we were like mates before we started dating um I just remember being on a train heading into the city to a gig or something and, um, and like telling you about this and being like, yeah, it's a real fucking issue. Like, I'm, cause I'd already started working or like not work, working on myself in the sexuality space. I wasn't working, you know, in terms of like it being my profession yet, but I was doing a lot of like trainings and workshops and learning a lot about, you know, neo-tantra and sacred sexuality and whatever and i was working through heaps of my shit so i was like well the next thing on my list is to fucking get over this you know visceral fear that i have of sucking a dick and um and you, being the good friend that you were like listened attentively and and were like wow okay like who would have thought um you know, totally doesn't, that, that's surprising. Cause I think I come off as like quite confident. Um, and I used, this was like a thing back in the day. Like I used to come off as really sexually confident. And then we'd get into the bedroom and I'd be like a little fucking mouse that was just so afraid of everything and embarrassed and ashamed and self conscious and, um, and shut down and you were like well if there's anything I can like do to kind of help you I don't know what that would be obviously but like you know I'm totally here for you and if there's anything I can do I'd like to yeah (laughs) that it was it was it was you know (laughs) in good in earnest um and it was just funny because then like probably like a few months later we um we started jazzing and then Ultimately, you totally were the dick that I learned how to not be afraid of sucking and um and and like learned how to, you know, give a pro gobby um in in our <laughs> relationship. So that's a fun story.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I I remember all of that. Um yeah, I'm I'm so glad to have been helpful to you. And it's also just like <laughs> I think you've got to you've got to appreciate as well how like you know it's it's stepping forward with this like magnanimous kind of like well you can suck my dick if that'll help like (laughs) the the role of the role of space holder in that equation is like it's not exactly like yeah I mean I guess it was was just a matter of yeah it was like you know. Not unlike Jesus Christ himself, I'll I'll I'll, I'll put my I'll put my body on the line. I'll
1: take one for, for the team. sake of
0: you. Yeah, I'll take one for the team. Um, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, and then and you you bloomed into a um fucking yeah, <laughs> a, 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 well someone who gives blowjobs.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> well, I'll be eternally grateful, um, and it's just a lovely thing for two friends to have shared and now be able to talk about um, in front of strangers on the internet. Do you
0: want to? So, do you want to talk about like where, like how things are going in that in that department, or?
1: Um, In, like, the fellatio department in general or just, like, my yeah, like sexual?
0: A, like a where are they now in the fellatio department.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. Hmm. Excuse this unseemly interruption, my darlings. I must ask a wee little favour of you. I'm shamelessly seeking reviews and five-star ratings for the potty because, as I'm sure you've noticed by now, it's pretty fab, and the more people who get to hear it, the more people it can help. Reviews and ratings make it more likely to get recognized by the algorithmic gods and suggested to other listeners to check out. Plus, they make me feel pretty good and appreciated as I continue to pour my heart and soul into creating this baby for you. Now, I promise I don't mazz over them or anything like that. I mostly just read them out to Locke with a big grin on my face and he says something like, see, you're killing it. Proud of you, babe. And then I tuck it away for a rainy day when I'm filled with self-doubt and existential dread about being self-employed. So, you know, doing this really does make a difference and is an easy little act of support that you can take in just a minute or two by either going to Spotify and leaving five stars for the show or writing a written Review and leaving five stars over on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're a real overachiever, you could do both. Well, now that would be kind of crazy. Crazy awesome, obviously. Like that would be super ideal. Would love that. If you're writing a review though, just be sure to only use G rated words because despite the fact that this is a podcast about sexuality and all that good stuff, the platforms censor words like sex and won't actually show your review lame. Anyway, oh, 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 you're gonna do it right now while I wait? Oh, yeah. No, no. Awesome. Great. That's like yeah, great idea. May as well just like quickly click that five star button before we get on with it and, you know, forget or whatever. I mean, life just kind of gets in the way sometimes. So I totally agree. It would be best to just do it now while we're talking about it, you know, while while we're on the topic. Totally, totally, totally. Yep. Oh, oh, I can feel those five-star reviews rolling in. Mm, fuck yeah. All right. All right. Well, thank you much, Lee. You're a total gem and I'll let you get back to the episode now. Love ya. I think my main issue has always been that I have a tiny mouth. Um, Well, no, that, the main mm-hmm. issue is that I was fucking f- afraid of dicks and had heaps of shame. But after that, the only issue that I now still come up against is, like, having a small mouth. Like, actually having just a small little mouth with tiny little teeth and a little palate. Like, if I take a bite out of an apple, it's like, oh, what tiny child <laughs> took that little bite? Cute. Um, so that poses an issue. Like, my teeth get in the way. I kind of like, Egh. But, you know, I, I'd make do. I make do. My friend gave me this sweet tip of, like, I like, putting putting your lips over your teeth anyway i don't like that because then it gets in the way of agility uh but i think it's fun i I think i'm really good at giving head and and can actually get into a really sort of good zone of enjoying it and finding it really rewarding and it's just a beautiful like intimate thing it's like this gift that you can give to your partner but also like share with your partner i'm pretty into um the like, uh, fact that triggering your gag reflex actually activates your vagus nerve and, and helps tone your vagus nerve, which is connected to your heart, connected to your cervix, your whole nervous system. So it's really like healthy to deep throat. And even if you like, you know, nearly spew a few times, cause I still have a pretty bad gag reflex, um, it's like good for you because your vagus nerve is being kind of like, Brought into the picture and you know it's a bit of like sex nerd <laughs> hot tip there, but it's it's really good for your nervous system to just cop a dick down the throat sometimes and trigger that gag reflex. Um, so yeah, I kind of practice. I practice with that. I've been I've been pretty snoozy on the job lately. Poor Lockie hasn't had any quality fellatio for quite some time. Um, but I do like to practice deep throating so that it, because you, you can also like access, I haven't, I'm obviously not tantric enough, but I, you can access like throat gasms where, you know, it hitting the back of your throat and opening that sort of like mouth, throat, jaw area, um, throat chakra like really is reflected in the pelvic bowl and the vagina. And so like one, um, like your sphincters in the body like your throat your mouth um, your anus your vagina they all kind of reflect one another so if you're really loosening up and opening one up here around your mouth and your throat then that can have a positive effect um on your sphincters down below so your anus and your vagina and so you can get into really orgasmic states by giving head and you know, I've, I've heard of people ejaculating from their throat, like women ejaculating from their throat and having this like white viscous fluid come up, which is wild, you know. Like our bodies are so wild. So that hasn't happened to me. I'm not quite committed enough to just be like, you know, really putting in the time. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm in a good place, good place for the old dick sucking these days. Thanks for asking.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no worries. That's that's all very fascinating, and I feel like that hmm. that information about deep throating and the vagus nerve and stuff is the kind of thing that uh, that uh, <laughs> that that if a testical person started wheeling that out, kind of like you know, it's good for the vagus <laughs> nerve. Like it's this kind of this sort of scientific backing for like you know. So I mean, you just try and jam it down there, like it's really healthy for you. And um, I see that being really suspicious in the eyes of someone totally. staring down a dick that they – yeah, mm. that's fascinating though.
1: Yeah, could be problematic in the wrong hands for sure, yeah. And I think like obviously a sense of actual safety and comfortability with that person is important. It's not like you have this amazing like nervous system benefit from someone forcefully shoving, yeah, you know, your head deeper onto their dick or anything. But, um, yeah, it's a funny yeah. one because I feel like – um, I can wheel that info out as a female, and it ain't no biggie. Whereas, like a as you as you called it, a testicled person would have to probably be pretty like tactful with sort of telling someone about that because it could just seem like they're being a fucking creep and they're trying to get a, a gobby, you know. So yeah, good yeah, call. <laughs> it it really
0: does. It it just it 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 would come across as very yeah, very um. What's a bad word? But, you know, I sleazy. think it's, um, I think, yeah, uh, sleazy and, and like a little manipulative, <laughs> coercive. Yeah, totally. But, um, mm, mm. but also like, I feel like there's ways to circumnavigate that too. I don't know if I'll be, <laughs> I think that if I ever told someone that who was like a sexual partner, it would be very much in like a, you know, all admissions of how completely convenient this would be for me. Uh, this is just what I heard, and take it with a grain of salt. Maybe go look into it yourself if you want to. And I don't have any agenda with with this. (laughs) Here's my
1: idea. I feel like from now on, if you are – courting someone or maybe thinking about dating someone you just have to make them listen to this entire podcast episode and if they're still not super repulsed by you and me as your ex <laughs> <laughs> uh then you know they're fucking g so full force ahead um but this could be a good filter <laughs> and then they'd find that's out that's great actually <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is yeah. this this is basically like I could take this recording and use it as a screening process to just, you know.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> separate <laughs> the boys from the men. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
1: fuck all right what's next what am i gonna wheel out now well i've got a really good one that is uh like locky all of my favorite stories that i've got written down are from locky because i was like oh what if i don't have enough content like i can't remember all my things because tmi happens to me like every day (laughs) um (laughs) but yeah he he had some real doozies one, I think you'll enjoy uh, when he was like a teenager, a little rat bag by the sounds of it. He, um, he used to, he had this like bedroom downstairs with its own um, like toilet and bathroom and his parents were upstairs in the rest of the house. And, and so the toilet was the only place that he could smoke bongs because it had an exhaust fan above it and um and, and he could do it discreetly. Although, like, fuck, surely they could smell. I don't know. I don't know how exhaust fans work, but the smoke's got to go somewhere. But anyway, he would get this, and fuck, maybe all guys do this. I don't know, but I was gobsmacked. He would sit on the toilet every morning to take his morning poo. He would masturbate, and he would time it so that as he was pooing, he would ejaculate and rip a bong. <laughs>
0: oh my god that's fucking awesome
1: (laughs) genius i'm I'm spewing i will never get to experience that oh my god
0: oh that's so fucking awesome that sounds like that sounds like a joke. It sounds like the kind of thing that someone comes <laughs> up with and they give it some kind of some sort of bizarre name and they put it on urban dictionary, but it's not a real thing that anyone's <laughs> ever achieved. Meanwhile, Lockies churn out Different. one of these every morning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking <Interesting>. genius.
1: <clears throat> we need a name for it. What? Like, I don't even know where to yeah, begin. Yeah, like yeah, yeah on the spot but like i don't maybe listeners could send in i'll maybe i'll put it in the facebook group and you oh, send God. in your best name ideas
0: <laughs> is, do you reckon Lockie is comfortable with having his surname uh, said on the show cuz i feel like i've i've got i've got one that could be a good jumping yeah, off go
1: point yeah
0: go on <laughs> you could call Please. them mcsevich breakfast
1: <laughs> McSavage big Brecky
0: <laughs> yeah that's it mcsevich big brekkie <laughs>
1: Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh.
0: <clears throat> that's so I fucking am good. That's, and it's so I'm like, I'm impressed on so many levels, like the, like timing, timing that. And because I know, I feel like, like taking a shit and uh, like having like a log drop and sort of like dilate the anus. Cause I guess that's maybe what he's kind of going for, like the dilated anus at the point of ejaculation. And also timing a bong riff
1: with that? (laughs) No, dude. How many hands does this guy have? He probably, like, put the bong in between his knees and then, like, had one hand on his dick, one hand to light it. Like, honestly, uh, he must have just had it down pat because it is a seriously complex manoeuvre. I think, I've, I don't know. But, but like, for, even like a female would have a hard time timing orgasm with all of that at once. Like, there's a lot going on. Like, even just holding my body upright on the dunny would probably be enough to prevent me from orgasming, you know? Like, I've got to be like full, like, relaxed. Like, yeah, just like pillow princess.
0: Bye, bye. Bye, bye.
1: No, nah, mm. not really. I I'm orgasm mostly when I'm on top, actually. So I am I am using my muscles, but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's an impressive yeah, maneuver. I'm like, how many dudes are doing mm. this? How many teenage boys are doing this? Mm, not enough. <laughs> are you gonna try it? You should try it. Like if I had a dick, I would try it. I also have never smoked a bong, but like I would almost be willing to just fucking do it. Like if I could nail that. It's like you're pulling anal beads out at the same time as coming, but, but you're like how good does pooing feel? In yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. I think like yeah, Lockie probably would have had the distinct benefit of being a teenage boy and it's pretty much just like those loads are shooting out of you. Like, you know, even if he mistimed <laughs> one, he could probably get another one out. <laughs> like, seconds later in fact he might just be quick firing loads and it, yeah quick i'm talking no no, no. teenage boys yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> no they're full of cum they're producing too much <laughs> totally. cum they need that to get me-
1: out of them <laughs> oh uh, yeah okay good good stuff sweet so how are you gonna follow that uh, i think i'm in the lead <laughs> thanks to the mcsevich being okay lucky. i'm fucking killing it oh uh, Hey, me again. If you'd like to support the potty and you've already given it five stars on whatever platform you're listening on, I want to mention that you can also buy some dope merch from my website and get yourself a labia lounge tote, tea, togs. Yep, you heard that right. I even have labia lounge bathers. Or a cute fanny pack if that'd blow your hair back. Or if fashion isn't your passion, you can donate to my Buy Me A Coffee donation page, which I actually call Buy Me A Sweet Chai Latte, because I'll be the first to admit I'm a bit of a Melbourne cafe tosser like that, and yes, yeah, that is my coffee order. Um, so you can do a once-off donation or an ongoing membership and sponsor me for as little as three fat ones a month. Every bit helps, because it's not cheap to put out a sweet podcast into the world every week out of my own pocket, so... I will be undyingly grateful if you support me financially in this way. And if you like, I'll even give you a mental BJ with my mind from the lounge itself, which is at this early stage in double L history, just the spare bedroom at my house. (laughs) Anyway, I'll pop the links in the show notes later.
0: That, that is, that's really hard to follow, but I do have a story, (laughs) um,
1: uh. <laughs> hey guys so, I hate to be a party pooper and poop all over this party, but we actually ended up going way longer than anticipated because we had so many juicy stories. Uh, so, I've decided to break this episode up into a two parter. So, you're just going to have to hang on to your panties and be patient and await the next installment next week. And I promise you, the story is only going to get more. <laughs> more out there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, many, many a lull to be had. So stick around. And of course, in the meantime, if you just want to keep tapping into that TMI vibe, please send me in your stories. Um, I can read them out anonymously, or you can send in a voicey and I can play it on the episode. Um, I want to make this a regular thing because it's fucking funny. Let's face it, it's <laughs> some of my favorite content um, right here. So, yeah, thank you for listening, and I hope I see you for part two. And you'd be supporting my vision to educate, empower, demystify, and destigmatize with this year' podcast. Also, I'm always open to feedback, topic ideas that you'd love to hear covered, or guest suggestions. So feel free to get in touch via my website at freyagraph.com or say hey over on Insta. My handle is freya-graph-ymt, underscore and I seriously hope you're following me on there, because <laughs> damn! we have fun. We have fun. Anyway, later labial legends. I'll see you next time.